You're listening to the AmLife Podcast. In this episode, I interview my fellow TikToker, Mark Mayhew, also known as Recalculator, all about manifestation. This is one conversation you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jennifer Blanchard, the Feel Good Life Coach, and the AmLife is an unconventional guide to creating the Feel Good Life of your dreams. Conventional advice says if you want something, you have to do more, sacrifice, and work harder. But that's a bunch of nonsense. In this podcast, I show you how to work from the inside out to have everything you want and more. Here, you'll find a bridge between the woo-woo and the practical, so you'll know exactly how to create the life and business of your dreams. Because it's not either or, it's and. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Am Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Blanchard. I am an author and a screenwriter who helps you to go for your dreams and get whatever you want without worrying about how you're going to do it. And I'm super excited for today's episode. I have brought on an amazing guest, and this is actually somebody who I've been following on TikTok for a while and um, love his videos, think he's hilarious and has such good information to share. So I think you're going to really love him too. So I'm going to dive right in. Mark Mayhew is grown up in Southern California and was taught that psychics and that feeling that his great-great-grandmother was following him around all the time was actually completely normal. At the age of 10, he was pronounced special by one of these psychics and told, you'll always have everything you need exactly when you need it. Not knowing any better, he believed her and thus started a lifetime of manifestation without knowing what it even was or how it was working. Having attempted to abandon this way of life for not wanting to seem strange, he struggled as most people do. Now, having re-embraced his true self, he coaches tens of thousands of people on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. He has a website where he offers coaching and materials on manifestation, life purpose, and more. And he is currently working on his first book to be released soon. So welcome, Mark. And if you're familiar with TikTok, he is at Recalculator for anyone who is a TikTok person. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you so much. It's, it is my honor completely to be here and thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to talk to you. So one of the first videos that I ever saw from you, and this was actually what made me start following you, was that you had a video where you said, you don't need money. Stop trying to manifest money. Money is a how. And as you know, my TikTok channel is called Fuck the How. So um, I thought, oh my God, that's so right on. Like you don't ever need to know how. So I would love for you to just kind of dive in and and talk about that a little bit, because I think this is a huge topic that people struggle with, which is why I wanted to bring you on here and and have you share this because it's just really, really life-changing. It it really is. If you can wrap your head around this one concept, it will radically alter the course of your life. Absolutely. You know, that video uh, has been huge for me and it got me in a lot of trouble with a lot of people too because it it pushed a lot of people's uh, beliefs around money and around manifesting. And of course, what most people do, the natural tendency, and we all do it, is we set a goal. We want something. We want a new car. We want a computer. We want a house, whatever. And the next thought is, where do I get the money? Yeah. Right? Uh, I need the money. I got to get the money. Where am I going to get the money? And then we start obsessing about the money instead of the thing that we actually want. And what I tried to explain in that video was that money is a tool. Money is the how. And like you say, fuck the how. Money's the tool that's going to get you the thing that you want. So if you were building a bookshelf, you wouldn't concentrate on having a hammer. 
<laughs> you, you concentrate on having a bookshelf, right? So when people stop focusing on the end result and start focusing on the means that are going to bring it about, you, you totally lose the power of your manifestation. So that's why I tell them, don't, don't manifest, stop manifesting money. You don't need the money. Of course, we all need money. We got to pay bills. You, you know, I got a new computer. I, I paid money for my computer, but I did so on my terms, right? When I bought my new car, I bought my new car on my terms. I didn't, I wasn't at the mercy of whether or not I had the money. I wasn't at the mercy of whatever deal the dealership might deign to throw at me, you know, it was my decision how all that was going to go down. And it went down exactly like that because I focus on the end result, not the tools that get me there. The one thing most people don't realize is that when you focus on a manifestation, when you focus on that end result, the universe brings you the entire package. The universe is going to bring you the means, the opportunity, the everything that you need to bring that to pass. And if money is required, it will deliver you the money as part of that process of delivering you that manifestation. So there's no point in focusing on the money. If you focus on the money, you're just creating an extra step for right. no reason. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes it, it sounds like crazy, but sometimes you don't even need the money. So like I had this example that happened to me years back. Um, it was 2018, I believe. And I wanted a different car. The car I had was falling apart. And I was just like, I need a different car. I need a new car. Um, had no money to get a car at that point, but I just said, I'm going to manifest a car in the next 30 days. And unfortunate, the unfortunate thing that happened was my, my grandfather had been sick and he ended up dying. But a few days after that, my mom called me and she was like, Hey, do you want grandpa's car? And it was like, Oh my God. Like I manifested a car without even needing the money. And like, it's sad that it happened the way it did, but like, it was magic in the sense that like, I knew he would love for me to have his car. I knew that he would have been so excited that I'm the one that got his car, you know? So it was like, I didn't even need a single penny and that car came to me. And it's just interesting that, that we always kind of put that, that thought on, I need money. I need money. Cause that's what I hear people say all the time. And it's, it's so crazy that like when you stop thinking that you need money, you can actually get the thing you want. And sometimes money isn't even required. Exactly. Exactly. It's about being open to possibility thinking, right? We get locked in onto how this has to happen. And, and this is actually one of the biggest blocks for why people don't get whatever they manifest is they're trying to dictate to the universe how this thing is going to come to me. It's I'm not only am I going to have this thing, but it's going to come to me in this way. Well, when you do that, you kind of handcuff the universe and it can't bring you what you want. So, this is not so much about not focusing on the money as much as it is just being open to whatever possibility the universe has for delivering this thing to you. And yeah, twice in my life, I've gotten a free car too. Once uh, in, as an inheritance and another time we just, we needed a car and we didn't have any money. And we just started telling friends, family, everybody is like, hey, if you know somebody that has a car they don't need, you know, let us know. And uh, one day we got a phone call Hey, you guys still need a car? Yeah, we do. Okay, we'll be over in a minute. And these friends from church came over and and signed us over their car. Wow. Just here you go. 
And yeah. uh, it was just a car that they had gotten for free and uh, they didn't need it anymore. So they gave it to us. And uh, it was just amazing. It's amazing when you really will let go, just let go and get out of the way. Yeah. The amazing things the universe can do. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, that's, that's my whole thing, right? I, that's what I talk about all the time is the how doesn't matter. The how is never up to you. And if you stop trying to figure out how, you can sometimes even skip over the steps you think are required to get the thing that you want. Because the things we in our head think are required sometimes are not. It's just because we think they are, it becomes like a, a blocking point where the universe is like, okay, if that's what you think is required, fine. But I could get it for you without all those steps, you know, like I could do it even faster than that. Yeah. And one of my videos on TikTok talks about how I bought my house. You know, I manifested a house. My wife and I, we sat down, we listed out all the features we had to have in a house and exactly where we wanted it, exactly how we wanted it, what we wanted it to look like and everything. And we went after it. And because of the situation we were in, there was a very limited time frame, a little, very limited window of opportunity for us to be able to, we were renting. And so we had to get out of the rental and into the, the house that we would buy uh, in a very tight window. And as we got closer, I began to have these like visions. I talk all the time about taking inspired action. So when you focus on your manifestation, when you're focused on that end result and you're really truly feeling, and this is the important part, feeling what it's going to feel like to have that thing, you begin to have what I call promptings, right? These feelings about where you should go, what you should do, who you should talk to. And um, as we were house hunting, right? It, it, I knew a house wasn't going to just magically appear next to me on the couch. I was going to have to do something. So we were house hunting and we ran into this real estate agent and there was just something about her, you know, it kind of clicked. And uh, I kind of started having this vision that the house we would buy would be one that wasn't quite on the market yet, but was about to be on the market and it would be exactly what we wanted. And she would have a connection or the real estate agent would have a connection to the agent that was with the house. And it happened exactly like that. Uh, we were literally in the last week of opportunity to buy a house before our timeframes weren't going to work anymore. And my real estate agent calls me up and she's like, I just sent you a link. Quick, look at this house. As soon as I looked at the picture, as soon as I laid eyes on that picture, I knew, I knew right then. I didn't even know at that point what neighborhood it was in, where we, if it had the rest of the features I wanted. But as soon as I saw that first picture of the front of the house, I said, that's it. That's my house. She said, do you want to see it? I was like, yeah, of course. We came over here. I walked in. I didn't even see the whole house. As soon as I walk in, yep, this is it. I look out the back. We got an amazing view out the back. No backyard neighbors. It has everything we wanted, just the style of architecture we wanted. It has every feature on our list in exactly the place that we wanted to be. And it was because we trusted and we focused on the end result. We didn't worry about the money. I didn't have money, I thought, for down payment. Uh, that all worked out. We were in the middle of closing and they're like, okay, you got to come up with this much money. And I'm like, wait, what? Okay. Where could that possibly come from? And the, the closing company actually told me, well, if you've got a 401k, you can borrow out of that for a home purchase. And I was like, oh, okay, no problem. 
And that's where we got the money from. I didn't have cash in hand. I totally went looking for buying a house with zero dollars to do that with in my pocket, fully expecting for that to happen. Yeah. And it did. We bought a house and we're living in it. You know, people can't tell me that manifestation doesn't work. I'm living in it. I'm driving it. I'm talking to you on it right now, my computer. I bought my computer without a dollar in my pocket. Yeah. I, I sat down to buy a computer. I was like, all right, let's see what I want. Didn't worry about price, didn't worry about money. Figured out what I wanted. I clicked the buy button. And the website said, would you like 15 months no interest financing? And I was like, sure, why not? No money down. And I bought my computer awesome. without a dollar out of my pocket. Yes. I mean, that is awesome. It's just, it's trusting. It's hard for people to let go. And that's the biggest part of it. Yeah. Just let yeah. go. Yeah. And I also think sometimes the money, the how doesn't present itself to you until you get clear on the what, until you know what it is you want. So like yes. back in 2012, I was so fed up with having my day job, was just ready to be a full-time author and focus on what I actually wanted to do with my life. And I made the decision I was quitting my day job. Now, I don't recommend this to everybody. This is not everybody's journey. This was my journey. Just so I, I'm saying this now, so you don't go quit your job and say, Jen said to quit your job. <laughs> not saying that, keep your job. But for me, it just felt like it's time. And if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. So I put in my two weeks notice and I had no clue what I was going to do. Like I hadn't been making a little bit of money from my business as a side thing, but it wasn't like a, enough to sustain a full-time income at that point. But I just kept saying, you know what? It's time. It's time. It felt like it was time. I just felt the nudging was time. So I put in my notice, no idea what was going to happen, but I just decided. And a few days later, I got this, um, like a statement in the mail from my 401k company, like you were just talking about. And I thought, I've never received a statement from these people in my entire career that I've been working in these jobs. And I open it and it shows I've got like 12 grand in there. And I thought, oh my God, I can clear this out and I have money to sustain me for the rest of this year while I try to figure out how to make this business work. And that did not happen. It did not present itself until after I made the decision that I was going to have what I wanted. And I started to take the action steps, believing in faith that it was going to happen. So I think that's exactly what you're saying here, right? Is that you have to get clear on what you want. The what is so much more important than the how. Yes, absolutely. Yes, you have to be crystal clear, which is where vision boards come in and scripting. You know, I tell people all the time, write it down, write it down and take time every day, first thing in the morning, last thing at night, both. And just envision yourself with that thing and back that up with some deep feeling, the feelings of gratitude and love and joy that you would feel if you actually had that thing that you're trying to manifest. That's what's going to give it power. Being clear, backing it up with strong emotion, that uh, assumption, that, that uh, feeling that you know you're going to have it. Somehow, some way, you know you're going to have it. You don't know how. But fuck the hell, it don't matter. <laughs> exactly. It's going to come. And the universe might test you a little bit. It might come right up against the deadline. It's like, are you really going to have faith right up until the end? I'm going to push you a little bit. Are you going to, we're going to push that faith. Are you going to, oh, okay, you still got your faith. All right, here's your thing. Yeah. Right at the last second, right? Or, yeah, it's just, it, it's still to this day, as many times as it happened on 
big and small things in my life, uh, it still surprises and delights me every time something happens. Right? Yeah. It still feels magical. Yeah, because it is. And it's always like, you never know how. And then the how shows up and you're just like, wow, it just feels like that was so right. But I never could have come up with that myself. You know, I never would have thought of even considered that, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Like when I bought my new car, um, mentioned that a little while ago, my old car, we're, we're manifesting new car, right? And my old car dies. Well, I'm pretty handy. So I try to fix it myself. I replace a couple things, waste a few hundred dollars. I'm like, man, I don't know what it is. And it comes down to like, it could be four different things, most of which are really expensive. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to waste money replacing parts. Let me figure this out. Normally, I would take it to a mechanic. I would never, never take the car to the dealership because I know they're going to charge me three times what a mechanic would charge me. Yeah. And it's not in warranty. You know, it's a used car, so it's not under warranty. And I just had this feeling like I should take this car to the dealership. I'm like, I really need to know. I cannot waste any money on something that might not be the actual problem. I have to take this to the dealership. I thought, well, I don't have to have them do it, but I can have them diagnose it, right? So I took it to the dealership. And while it was at the dealership, they called me and they said, hey, you want to find out what your car is worth as a trade-in? And I was like, okay. As it turns out, the problem was the timing chain. It was going to be $3,000 to fix it. Wow. And I was like, uh, okay, what's the car worth? They told me it was a great offer. And I was like, okay. I started looking at prices of cars, thinking I'm going to buy a used one. Right now, used cars are more expensive than a brand new one. Yeah. They didn't have a brand new one on the lot because there's shortages. Yeah. They had one coming, though. They had one coming. It was going to be there in about three weeks. It was exactly what I wanted, exactly the model, exactly the color, exactly the features that I had been manifesting. And as soon as I looked at that little board that they had there, I was like, that's my car. I'll take that one. And we worked it out. And I was supposed to give them two grand. And the way it worked out, long story short, I only paid them one. And they ended up sending me back a check for $80 because they overpaid on my, my trade-in. So I actually only paid $920 down when I was supposed to pay two grand to start with. And I got a brand new car instead of fixing my old one or instead of a used one. It's brand spanking new. It's beautiful and gorgeous and amazing. And, and none of that would have been possible had I not followed that prompting, that little inspired action to do something completely out of character and take that old car, that broken down car, to the dealership instead of a mechanic. Yeah. That choice right there made that possible. So a lot of what you've been saying is it's about trusting. And I think that's mm -hmm. the hardest thing for people, right? It's, it's always the hardest thing. And I get it. It's scary. It's very scary to trust. So what could you say or what tips would you share for someone who's like, I want to be able to trust. I want to be able to do what you're saying, but I'm not, I, I don't know how to do that. Like I'm, I can never, I get anxiety about it or I worry or I start stressing out. Like what would you recommend for them to do? Or what would you say? Start small. Start small and work your way up. Uh, when you start with something small, it's easier to trust. When you're, when you're trying to do a house, you know, for your first thing, you know, yeah. it's like, uh, a lot of anxiety there. Car, you know, I mean, start where you need to start, obviously, but if you can, start small. Start really small. Just try, start an experiment. 
Think of a caterpillar, a blue feather, a shoehorn, something weird that you wouldn't normally see and manifest that. You may not see it in real life. You might see it on TV. You might see it in a magazine ad, but somewhere along the line, that thing's going to show up. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, oh, that weird thing I wouldn't normally see, I just saw. Maybe this does work. And then you pick something a little bigger. And then you pick something you need, you know, a free cup of coffee, somebody buying you a cup of coffee, somebody, you know, taking you to lunch, somebody, something a little bit bigger. And then you just build up bigger and bigger and bigger until you really start to believe, holy cow, this does work. It is going to work. And I can let go of that anxiety and know that it's going to work. Plus, I mean, we're all human. I mean, we all have that anxiety. I can't say that running up against my deadline on that house, I didn't get a little anxious, right? right. But in those yeah. moments, you catch yourself. You stop yourself when you feel that. And you, you're thinking that way. You stop yourself. You say, nope, I'm going to trust the process. You take a breath. You do a little meditation. You say, I know this is going to come. You calm yourself back down and you drive on. And guarantee you, guarantee it will happen if you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. And you also mentioned vision boards. So this is something I've, I've played around with a lot over the years and I've kind of started doing them in a different way now where instead of, I do put the items or the things that I want on there, but I also try to put images that represent the feelings that I'm going for around those oh, things. Nice. Um, but I would love to hear you talk about, cause you, you mentioned this in several of your videos about your vision board. I think you keep it on your fridge or something. Um, uh, I keep it here. I'm actually currently at my dining room table, which is where I do my day job also. And I keep it uh, right here where I can see it all day, every day. Mine's just hand drawn. Oh. Uh, it can be as rudimentary as you want. It can be as fancy as you want. I love that you put your feelings on there too. That's amazing. Um, but goals, pictures of what you want, it, like you, we talked about earlier, it's a way to get clear. Yeah. And it's a way to keep that thing that you want, that manifestation that you're going for in front of your face and give you opportunity every time you lay eyes on that picture, or lay eyes on that board to sit and take 30 seconds to feel those feelings and the joy of having that thing. And every time you do that, you're calling it to you. These, what people don't realize is these things already exist. This isn't magic. Yeah. We're not creating something from nothing. We're just taking something that already exists and putting it in the here and now with us. It's already somewhere else in the world. We just need it here with us. Yeah. That's all we're doing is getting us together with that right? It's not that big a deal. But that vision board, those pictures, it's a way to get clear, a way to keep it top of mind, a way to, to continuously be backing up, drawing that thing to you with those positive emotions. And I can tell you from personal experience, be very careful about what pictures you put on that board, because what you put on that board is what you're going to get. If any of you have seen The Secret, there's that one part where the guy is talking about they just moved and his son is like, what is this? And they pull a vision board out of the box and there's a picture of a house on the vision board. And as he looks at it, he realizes, holy crap, that's the house we just moved into. Yeah. Right? I've put, I put a picture of a cargo van up on a wall one time and I didn't think about it. I just, I, need, I needed a cargo van and I just pulled one off the web and I put it up on the wall. I bought a cargo van 
exactly like the one I put on the wall, including like a rack thing that was on top of the van that was highly unusual. It was exactly the same van. So be very, very careful about what pictures you put on there. That's what you're going to get. Um, scripting is another way. It's just writing out a very detailed description, including the feelings and all the sensory perceptions, you know. I'm sitting in my new car and I just really enjoy that new car smell. As I wrap my hands around the leather steering wheel, it feels so rich and comfy. I turn on the radio station and I hear my favorite song, whatever that is, boom, 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 coming out of the speakers. I sink into the seat. I mean, if you write with that kind of passion and detail, man, how can that thing not help but join you? Yeah. Right? It's, it, it's about Get clear, get clear, whether that's looking at pictures, whether it's writing detailed descriptions, get clear, keep it in your mind, trust, and take that inspired action. And I guarantee you, you will have everything your heart desires and more, and your life will never be the same. Yeah. So this is something we've actually talked about um, on TikTok message. And so I just want to bring this in because I think this is so common um, around being specific about things. So do you ever feel that there's a time when you shouldn't necessarily be super specific? And I'm thinking more along the lines of like manifesting love, manifesting a person um, that people get so caught up sometimes on the specifics of things that it's like, you're not noticing the other options or things that could be out there. Um, and this is not just true of people, obviously. It could be a specific car. I, I like to use the phrase, this or something better, which in my right. mind means this thing that I'm asking for, this specific thing, or something even better than this thing that I don't know about that I can't imagine right now, then it puts both of those things on the table, right? Exactly. Exactly. And you are kind of touching on a nerve. There are a ton of people on TikTok right now teaching people that they can manifest an X <clears throat> or a, a specific person that they know that they want to get into a relationship with. Yep. And I, I mean, if that person is open to it, fine. Yep. But if they're not open to it, you can't force a person against their will into a relationship. I mean, turn that around. How would you feel if somebody was trying to manifest you? Yeah, exactly. Some, some creepy, nasty person is trying to manifest you into a relationship. And if that actually worked and you had no free will to choose against that, and you think that's going to work and you're okay with that, I don't think so. Right. Number two, like you said, choice. Why would you restrict yourself to, I use the analogy of the car lot all the time. Cars are things people can relate to, right? So you, you have a car. You go to the car lot, you trade it in, you get a new car. Uh, you have your new car. It's fabulous. For some reason, you lose the new car, right? You need another car now. So you go back to the car lot. The car dealer goes, hey, I got this great used car over here. And you go look at the used car, and it's your old car that you traded in last time. <laughs> yeah. And then you look across the street, and there's this huge car lot across the street with 7 billion cars of a wide variety, they are gonna have exactly the right car for you. Do you wanna go back to that old car? Yeah, you love that car. Yeah, it was cool, but it got to the point where it didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work for you anymore. 
That's why you traded it in. Why do you want to go back to something that doesn't work when there's 7 billion other choices out here? And among those 7 billion is the perfect person for you. Oh, excuse me. Nope. Car for you. <laughs> that's going to make you happy. Yeah. I mean, why? I don't get it. I, well, I, I do get it. I know. I know why they do that. It's it's their ego is bruised, and they want to go back, and it's comfort well, zone. Yeah, and comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. and They're scared of something different. You know, I, I could end up with something worse. Well, that goes <laughs> back to trusting and being clear and everything else we just talked about, right? Yeah, it works on people too, but a type of person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, to me, manifesting a person is just like manifesting a coffee table. Be clear about what you want. Yep. Allow the universe to bring you that or something better, like you said, and you're going to be good. Yeah, exactly. Like when I manifested my current boyfriend, it was literally, I wrote a list of all the um, in general things I wanted in a person and in a relationship. And when I, I actually wrote the list, then I just got busy with life, forgot that I even written this list down. And a few months later when he manifested, I ended up finding the list not long, like a couple months after that. And I thought, oh my God, other than a few very specific things I'd written down, like a certain height or a certain whatever, everything else was exactly what I was looking for. It was like, I was amazed. I was blown away. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like one of the things I had written down was I wanted someone that didn't have a pet. And it wasn't because I don't like pets. I have a dog. I love my dog. He does not get along with other dogs. And so I thought, oh, it's going to be easier if I manifest a person without a dog. But my boyfriend has a dog. So of course, at first I was thinking, oh, universe, why'd you do this to me? I can't believe this. But it's like trust, right? It's that trust of it wouldn't have shown up if it wasn't, there wasn't something in it for you. Well, when we introduce our dogs to each other, my dog loves it, like literally is obsessed with his dog. He loves him. I've never seen my dog act this way with another dog ever. And it's just like the universe knew that even though this person had a dog, he was the perfect person for me. And so it's like when you are so specific sometimes it actually stops you from seeing a possibility that could be really amazing. And so it's like, write down what you want, be specific about the things that are non-negotiable for you, but mostly be general about the traits and the characteristics and that kind of thing, because that actually opens the possibility and allows you to have something even better than you could have imagined. Like I could have never imagined that I would have two dogs now, that my dog would have this great dog brother, but it's something I wouldn't have even thought to ask for. But now that I have it, I'm like, this is so perfect, right? So great. Exactly. Be open, not only to the how, but be open to a little variation on the what too, because yeah. you could end up getting something better. And touching back on the manifesting a, a mate, I ask people all the time too, okay, you're manifesting a mate. You've, you've talked about all the traits that you want. Are you being the kind of person that person yes. would want to get with. Yes, yes. Are you working on you? Are you a person that person would want to get with? Yep. Or are you laying around whining and playing your victim card and, you know, doing all the whatever, right? You got to work on you. Sometimes that's true even of having a house or a car or a, any a, a material thing. Sometimes there are lessons we need to learn and, and changes we need to make within ourselves, changes within our thinking, and we need to eliminate uh, limiting beliefs that we have from our past. 
um, you know, we need to grow and change sometimes in order to be able to have that thing. And so the people will say, my manifestation's not working. My life's falling apart. Well, the old thing's got to go if you're going to have the new thing come in. Yeah. Number one. Number two, you might have to learn a thing or two along the way to be the right kind of person to have that thing come to you. Yeah. So be open. Embrace that change. It's going to happen. Embrace the change be ready, be open. And I'm telling you, you do these things we talked about. I, mean, I, I can't, I wish I could encapsulate and explain to somebody how much value there is in what we just said. We've been talking like what, 35 minutes or whatever now. And they have no idea. People who aren't familiar with this concept have no idea how incredibly valuable what we just said is to them and how life-changing it can be. Yeah. And I just, I wish there was a way to like put that in a pill and give it to somebody. So <laughs> Zap it into the like brain. Wake, yeah, just wake up and go, oh my gosh, I see it now, right? I'm telling you, do this stuff. Your life will never be the same. Yeah, exactly. And actually to kind of wrap back to the final, the topic we talked about initially and kind of the final thing I wanted to ask you about was I saw a video you posted this morning where you said about your money beliefs and how you had changed a lot of the way you used to feel about money. And that's why money is mm -hmm. no longer a struggle for you. And I think this yeah. is so huge because this is uh, the common reason I think that people struggle with money and, and where I've had that issue as well, where, um, you know, you're not, you're sort of in a state of lack around it or your mindset around it and your feelings around it are mm -hmm. just not in alignment with you being the kind of person who gets to keep money, who gets to have money come to them with ease. And so um, this kind of ties into the thing about working on yourself and all that, but I would love for you to just share how were you able to make that shift for yourself around believing that money is a tool that supports you and that you don't have to worry about it and it will be there when you require it. Wasn't easy. Yeah. It oh, wasn't no. easy. No. <laughs> I mean, people, people all the time, they come at me in the comments and they're like, well, it's easy when you have money. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. The mind shift has to happen first yep. before the money comes. And massive influxes of cash to somebody that's struggling with cash do not solve the problem. It's a temporary band-aid. They fundamentally have issues with their relationship with money. That's why they don't have it. And so it's partially about education. It's about understanding what money is, which it's not real. It's a piece of paper with ink on it. Yeah. It's not backed up by anything, right? It's fake, by the way. Here, see? <laughs> exactly. And uh, it's fake. It's not real. And when you begin to understand that money is an idea, you start to think about it in that way instead of a physical uh, thing, it begins to get a little easier to start to shift your thinking about money. Plus, people tend to handle money either exactly like their parents did or exactly 180 degrees opposite. So if your parents were very uh, good with handling money, you probably aren't. <laughs> or hopefully they passed those skills on to you and you are. But if your parents weren't very good at handling money, you're probably not either. It's going to take a lot of effort to, I mean, in the income expense balance, right? There's only two things you can do. You can raise your income or lower your expenses, right? That's where it starts. 
I'm going to give you some realistic money advice first. Yeah. Raise your income, lower your expenses. Do what you can in those areas, right? It might take some education. We all trade our time, our effort, our knowledge, and maybe a little bit of our own money to make money, right? In varying degrees. Most people trade their time and effort. They have a job yeah. and they get an hourly wage. They don't work. They don't get paid. There are other ways. You write books. You know that you can write a book, do the work one time. You put in a certain number of hours. You put that book out there. It makes you money for years and years and years to come. Yeah. You can continue to sell it, right? Mm -hmm. So you put in effort and knowledge and you get money out, right? For a long time. Once you begin to see that there are other ways to make money besides trading your time for it, and once you start to see, you start to, it starts with a lot of affirmations too. Um, money flows to me quickly and easily from every source. Money from everywhere. Everything always works out for me. Even when it's not working out for me, it's actually working out for me. I just don't know it yet. Yeah. Right. You've heard me say that one. And once you realize that money can be your friend, money is just like a person. You got to respect it. You have to use some discipline around it. You can't disrespect your money and expect it to stay around. I ask people all the time, if you treated a person like you're treating your money, would they stay around? Yeah. Right? Are you wasting it? Are you respecting it? Are you grateful for it? Are you appreciating it? Be grateful when you pay a bill. You got a service. You got electricity. What an amazing thing it is to have electricity in your house. Be grateful to pay that bill. How amazing is it to have heating and air conditioning in your house? Yep. So many people in the world don't have that. Be grateful that you can pay for that. Thank you for that amazing comfort giving service. Water in your house. Oh my gosh. My wife was born in Honduras. She used to have to walk and go get buckets of water every morning from the river. Be grateful. Yeah. Be grateful. And when you can start to be grateful and you can start to understand that money is an idea and you can start to treat money with respect, you can learn about money, learn about how it works, learn about how your bank works. Most people don't even understand their own bank account, let alone anything else about money. Educate yourself. Invest wisely. Save a little bit. Don't save out of fear, right? A great book to read, The Richest Man in Babylon. The Richest Man in Babylon. Fantastic book. It's written in story form, very, very entertaining. Great beginning money advice. Um, but respect your money, love your money, desire your money, but lose your attachment. I have zero attachment to money. I do not worry about it at all because I know it's going to be there. I know money's my friend. I know money loves me just as much as I love it because I respect it and I care for it. And I don't waste it. I don't abuse it. I don't I don't do anything negative in connection with the money. And so it's always there for me. 
And that's why I don't have to think about it. And that's why I don't have to manifest it. Right. It's just automatically going to be there. And it's going to take time and it's going to take work for people who aren't there yet to, to dig themselves out of that mindset that they currently have and begin to trust that money's going to be there for them, just like every other manifestation. I mean, if you think about it, though, every time you've ever gotten yourself into a corner, a money corner where you needed money for a bill or you needed money for this or you needed money for that, it showed up. You figured out a way. You got resourceful. You know, my mom used to sell stuff, right? We get money, tied up money. She would sell something to get money. Yeah. She found a way. So there's always a way. Is it always, you know, your most desirable choice? It may or may not be, but work on that. Money's always going to find you if you let it. And you treat it with kindness and respect when it shows up. A lot of people will get an influx of cash and then they'll do something completely irresponsible with it. Instead of caring for it, hanging on to it, using it to do what they need to do with it. They'll go out and, you know, buy a giant TV instead of, you know, paying bills they need to pay. So it's, it's, it's about education, respect, understand, what money is, understand the variety of ways that you can make it and bring it to you and understand that it's just like anything else. It'll be there for you when you need it, right? And start saying, and and I hear so many people who are having money troubles. I just, I was just talking to a lady in my comments this morning. She was like, oh, money always runs from me. I try and try and try. And I'm like, oh my gosh, do you not see your own language here? Right? It's not try, it's do. And money does not run from you, it runs to you. Yeah. And it took me a couple of tries, but I finally got her to turn it around. And she's like, okay, I'll say it, I'm rich. I'm like, yes, there you go, start saying that. Hey, Esther, I said, if you keep saying money runs from me, do you think that's going to help you? Yeah, exactly. That doesn't even make sense. No. Stop saying that. Watch the words that come out of your mouth. Watch the feelings that come out of your heart. Yep. Take those opportunities you can to really dwell on the good feelings, the gratitude, the joy, the abundance that is there for everybody. All you have to do is hold out your hand and the universe will fill it up. It's there for you. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of my own money reprogramming over the last few years, especially, and I I still have work to do, but I feel like I'm getting better. And one of the things that helped me a lot was the idea of realizing that you are the source of money. The universe is the source of money. We tend to put the source on things like a job or like another person has to, I'm going to get money from someone buying something from me or whatever, but it's like the universe is the source. And and there was a podcast I listened to from um, Jim Fortin. And he talks about this where he, he says, draw a circle and write the word money and write the word work. And then you're going to cross that out and you're going to put work and money in separate circles and realize that they're not tied together, that you can receive money in ways that don't have to anything to do with your job or with your work or with whatever. So 
that was a really freeing insight for me. And I started to realize like, oh, I, like anytime money has come to me, yeah, it comes through things. It doesn't come from those things. It channels through things, but you are manifesting that money. So whether it's a job, whether it's someone buying something from you, whether it's someone giving you some money or you win the lottery or whatever it is, like those are just channels that money comes through, but it all comes from the universe. And it's like, if you can start to see it that way, that has really helped me a lot in shifting my mindset around money and, and starting to see that, you know, it's not just about someone buying a book. It's that's a channel. Just like if I have a job or if I have something else going on, that's a channel. It's not, that is the source of the money. And that is really freeing. Mm -hmm. Your employer pays you for your time and effort and knowledge. And you make an agreement with your employer. I'm going to show up here every day, eight hours a day, and you're going to pay me X dollars for my time and effort and knowledge. Well, that employer is not the only person in the world who would pay you for your time and effort and knowledge. Right. I mean, how many people right now are making e-courses and putting out a little course online, 29 bucks, how to plant a spring garden? I mean, what are your hobbies? What do you know? Everybody has an area of expertise, right? Everybody knows something that they could put up a little course online and people would buy it. Yep. My lovely wife has bought a $29 course on spring garden planting because she loves to plant and she wanna get better at it, yep. right? It, everybody knows something. And if your employer will pay you for it, other people will pay you for it. It doesn't have to be a job. Yep, yeah, or it can be both. You know, it can be you keep your job and you have all these other things that you're making money from. and. Um, I still have a job right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't need to, but I enjoy it very much. So I still have it. Right. And yeah. there is a part of me that still enjoys that security. Right. But uh, yeah, just realize that, like you said, you are the source. You have so many gifts, talents, and abilities inside of you that you don't even fathom yet and all you got to do is tap into that and let that out and the world will beat a path to your door yeah. if you read the book um think and grow rich napoleon hill says once you get to that point where you have that final breakthrough and you let the money start to come to you it will come so fast and in such abundance you'll wonder where it's been all your life Right. And all it takes is a clear vision of what you want and a deep desire to go make it happen. Yeah. Yep. Well, this was awesome. And I just loved having this conversation. We went way over the time I originally told you, but I, I'm, I'm so <laughs> glad we did because we have a lot of great stuff. And I think this is going to be so helpful for people. Um, so I would just like to wrap up with you saying, uh, where can people find you online? Where can you, they connect with you or get more information about what you do? Well, I'm on TikTok, of course, as you stated at the beginning, at Recalculator on TikTok. And um, also, I have a website, Recalculate Your Life dot com uh just getting that going it's got a couple of free pdfs on it right now a life purpose exercise and uh another one for uh, basic 
manifestation 101, you know, those basic steps. They're, they're really good resources. I mean, I probably could have charged money for these things, but I, I really want to help people. My heart is in helping people. And so that's right now what my website is about, is about providing information. That's what my TikTok channel is about. I'm all about serving people. And I believe what Zig Ziglar said. He said, if I help enough other people get what they want, I will get what I want. Yeah. And so I'm, I know the money will come, right? <laughs> exactly. And it'll always be there for me. So yeah, recalculateyourlife.com and uh, primarily on TikTok uh, at Recalculator. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much. And I know that this is going to be amazing for people to listen to. Um, so you guys go check out his TikTok channel. He is freaking hilarious. His videos are amazing. It's, it's what I would call like uh, edutainment or infotainment where you're getting education, you're getting information that's going to change your life, but you're also getting to laugh and you're getting to, um, you, know, you know, just see a hilarious way of presenting the information. So I think you're really going to love it. Go to TikTok and it's at Recalculator. I will put all of the links for his website and his social channels in the podcast info so you can check it out there. And until next time, remember, feeling good is the point and the path. Thanks for listening to the Anne Life Podcast. My mission is to raise the vibe of the planet and make it normal for people to have it all and feel good in the process. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a positive review and share the link with your friends so they can listen too. For more from me, be sure to visit my website, jenniferblanchard.net, and join my free Facebook group, The Feel Good Life Club.